Hello, this is Judah Bernard, the host of the Rise Community Voice Podcast. It's Sunday, August 16th, 2020, and the topic today is Defining You, Practicing Self-Discipline. Always remember, we ask if you did your homework, and we want to know, did you actually do your homework? And that homework being that one to three to five minute elevator speech. So you want to hear it. Go ahead and say it out loud and say it loud to yourself. That sounds wonderful. See, you already get rounds of applause. That is a wonderful, wonderful elevator speech. So what we'll start off is definitely we're going to give you some time to go and get a pen and paper or something to write with because we have a lot of notes and homework and some things to jot down so we can make sure that we are defining ourselves. Okay, I'm waiting. Go ahead and get up and get that piece of paper, that pen or whatever you're going to write with so we can be prepared to actually dive in deeper into defining you. All right, here we go. So let's actually go back a couple of years. Well, for some, like myself, it's way back there. Um, So I'm a 19-something baby. <laughs> so I won't give it all away. I'm a 19-something baby. So um, how did we grow up? So if you remember when you were growing up at a newborn to two, how did we learn things? Uh, we learned things by mimicking our parental figure that was in front of us, maybe some of our older brothers and sisters, or something like that. So we were actually learning behavior. We were actually listening. We was actually mimicking them and doing those things. And those were some of our behavioral traits that we learned, and that's how we evolved into who we are now. So if we're looking at from two to seven, um, more than likely we're in kindergarten, um, about five or six. Um, preschool and things like that. So we're learning from society. We're learning from other kids. We're learning from teachers. Correct? Yes, that's right. We're taking in a whole lot. We're what they call back then sponges. So we're absorbing everything, especially the germs. So in absorbing those germs, yeah, we get applause for germs. And in, in, in getting those germs, we do understand that we still have to still learn. So seven, up until about 11, we're still learning. This is when we're doing um, a couple of things as far as puberty, um, getting to know who we are as a person, um, socializing with friends, um, starting having best friends, um, getting to know who our parents are a little bit better or our parental figure. Um, grandma, we're, we're engaging. Still, we're learning things behaviorally. We're listening and also, we're mimicking because sometimes you you know you wonder you wonder why you can bake so well now, like with a cake, or sometimes you can wash cars so well. Sometimes you can mow the grass so well because we behaviorally did most of those things growing up. Um, whatever you did in your parental household or in your household with your um, parental figure, that's what you learned, and that's something that you probably do well right now. 
so we're getting up to teenage years, 11 up until 18, before someone leaves the house and things like that. Now you're more engaging. You're finding your group. You're finding your society. You'll start learning your into your different friends. You have different friend sets. Um, relationships. You have different things that evolve you to the person who you are now, whether they were good or bad. So behaviorally, we're learning those things. We're listening to things. We're starting having more feelings and emotions uh, because hormones are raging and things like that. And we're doing more mimicking because now we're trying to assume or be like someone else that we see that may have some similarities um, that we see that we see in us. Okay, so if you kind of get the picture where I am, that behaviorally, we've learned a lot. We've learned from our parental figures that were in our lives. We learned from society. We learned from our social circles. We learned from church. We learned from school. We learned from the club. We learned from the book club. We learned from different areas of life, whether you was in the Mu Alpha Theta Club, whether you was in the math club, where you played basketball, whether you played football, whether you were a cheerleader. I think you get it, right? So all of those things are instilled in us at this particular time. And understand that's a behavioral learning. Because the thing is, we've been around those people for so long that our behavior becomes a part of us interacting with them and also listening and not, let's say, mimicking, but not actually mimicking, but we kind of learn some of their ways and we kind of practice those ways too. You think? Yeah, right. We did. So in defining you, what I want us to do together is let's pretend just for a second that, number one, we never had a parental figure. Number two, we never identified with a social circle. Number three, that everything that we learned in school, we got rid of and we're going to start learning ourselves. So that's how I want us to define who we are. I'm doing it also with you. Judah has also done this too as well. So defining Judah is... Basically, who I was and who I did not want to be. So I understand that I had some negative things on my side. Now, we all have some negative things on our side. So let's not think that it's not negative, but we do have them. So let's actually look at those negative things, but also think about those things who we want to be and what things that we want to change. So what I did, and that's why I asked that you get a pen and paper to write things down so you can actually write down on the left side those things that you do not want to be. An example for me is I wanted to eat more healthier. So therefore, I did not want to eat a lot of junk food um, or things like chocolate and candy and sweets and things like that. So Judah stopped that. He was like, Okay, this is something that I need to change as far as a lifestyle. I need to be eating healthier. So I want to have a healthier lifestyle. One thing is I thought, I, I know I started gaining weight when I got, was getting a little older. So I said, well, let me stop. Start exercising more. So therefore, I can boost up, you know, my exercise goals. And then, you know, not 
lay around and eat all the time. So those was two negative things that I saw as far as me as Judah trying to get better at. So then again, in changing those things, I had a little chart too as well. And also I started saying, oh, well, you know what? This is what I'll do. I'll start off small. Let me at least start walking each day for what Judah is used to. Always stay in your lane. Do not make it a competition. Always stay in your lane. Staying in your lane is you know how far you can go. If you can only go right up the block, go up the block and come back. And guess what? Celebrate the small wins. You have to celebrate the small wins. So by celebrating those small wins, you'll be able to realize that I've accomplished something today. So you also want to see all about some changes you would like to correct too as well. Some of the changes that I did was I actually was drinking alcohol. So the thing is, I was like, well, let me decrease my intake. My intake was, okay, if I know I have three glasses at one night, how about I split it up and have one glass three days instead of having three glasses three days? So that's three glasses times three days, which is nine glasses. But if I actually just do one glass in three days, I'm actually decreasing my alcohol intake. So that's what it is. You have to start off small. Some of us have to quit cold turkey. I mean, it's your choice. You can do whatever you want to do if you just put your mind to it. So defining you, make sure that we have this list right here on the left, which is those things that you don't want to be. And then in the middle column, we're going to have some changes you want to create. And those changes that you want to create, say, for instance, you want to lose weight. Just put down there, lose weight. Put down there, stop smoking. Put down there, whatever it may be that you want to do at this particular time. This is your time to actually visually see what you want to do. We'll give you some time. Okay, well, in that time, I'm hoping that you made a creative list that's something that you can do. At least start small. Your small win is what makes you. Always remember, in the last podcast, we talked about doing homework. And I'm hoping everyone did their homework, which was one to three to five minute elevator speech. For those who couldn't think of something for five minutes, hey, as long as you did one, that is great. And that's one thing is we want to do is always we want to meet people where they are. If you do 30 seconds, that's great. But actually, we want an elevator speech that defines who you are and who you want to work on. So let's go ahead and create that elevator speech too as well, being that was part of your homework anyway, so we can create that right now, okay? Well, definitely we already know that that elevator speech sounds good and 
We want to continue working on that for those who did not do it, but continue working on that because it's going to be a process that's going to happen through every episode. And in season one, episode one, which is defining you and practicing self-discipline, we want to make sure that you're going to be entailed and defined by the time we get to season one, episode two, which is being a healthier you. Because the thing is, we have a special guest coming on and actually giving you some good medical advice and some health tips on things that you should be doing or asking your medical doctor to as well. So, coming back to defining you, we want to make sure that in defining you, that you start with you. Many times we start circling ourselves around and we're actually trying to define everybody else who's around us. This is the time to take your time to define you, sit down in the current situation that we're in and actually just figure out who you are and what do you bring to the table for you and only you. The one thing is, once we still have to figure out of who we are, we still got to figure out how do we fit in to this world that we live in, this earth. How are we fitting in as far as a person? So one thing that Judah practiced was, why am I talking? Which I call weight. Some things is you do not have to use your energy on everybody. The thing is, some questions don't need an answer. Some people's conversations don't need an answer. So I stop myself a lot and say, why am I talking? Which I call wait. And I learned that in one of my um, groups. And I, you know, say, why am I, why am I talking? Why am I talking? So to take it a little further, we also talk about why am I thinking? So the thing is, the process is this. Someone can come and tell you something and say, hey, Judah, I'm doing this. And quickly be like, well, what do you mean by this? Instead of thinking so much about it, just ask them. So would you mind telling me what do you mean by this? But the thing is, sometimes we leave the conversation and we're still thinking about it. So sometimes you just need to stop thinking. Because basically our minds are so clouded with so many other things. And then we just add this one more thing to it. And guess what? We explode. Yes, we explode. So in that, when you think about that, you need to actually process what you're thinking about. Some things that Judah do before he goes to bed is definitely write things down in a journal. Journaling is good. Um, journaling provides information to be written down on a piece of paper or whatever you want to write it in or type it in so it can be removed from your mind so you can go to sleep easily. Sometimes we have too much on our mind. Sometimes we think about bills. Sometimes we think about boyfriend or girlfriend. Sometimes we think about our parents. Sometimes we think about our job. Sometimes we just think about our car. Sometimes we think about so many things, our vacations and different things that get bogged up in our mind. So how do we release those? We don't. We just let them sit in there. We keep thinking about them. Some of those things need to be released so you'll be able to have a clear mind. 
So one thing I want to do is definitely go over the three C's. And what's in the three C's is catch it, check it, and change it. So the one thing in defining you and actually talking about some things as far as you and what you want to change to as well, the thing is when you notice as far as step one is catch it, is when you notice a change in your mood or become upset, then you ask yourself, what am I thinking about right now? And that's actually catching it. And you're realizing that, oh my gosh, I really, something's wrong with me right now. How many of us go through a lot of mood swings? You can't see my hand right now, but I have it up. So we do go through mood swings. We all do. And we have to identify when we don't feel okay. And I think that's a good word to say is when we don't feel okay. So when we actually notice that change in your mood, and we, we you know your levels of mood, whether you're happy, sad, mad, angry, or whatever that mood may be. But when you notice a change in your mood or become upset or what I call emotionally overwhelmed, then you ask yourself, what am I thinking about right now? That's step one, which is catch it. Can everybody say catch it? That's great. Catch it. Catch it is when you notice a change in your mood or become upset, then ask yourself, what am I thinking about right now? That's the time to grab your pen and paper and actually chart that mood down. One thing that Judah has, once again, is I have a lot of whiteboards around in my home. I have a lot of whiteboards under my bed because I'm able to write it down. And for me, when I write things down and I want to get rid of it, I write it down, I acknowledge it, and I actually see what's the process of me doing that thing or whatever that mood was for that day. And then guess what Judah does? He erases the board because it's no longer there. So sometimes we need to just erase it and it won't be prevalent in our mind. So I'm a very, very visual person. So what you realize that I will erase a lot of things just to get rid of it. So know that catching in it, actually put it in the mind, in a perspective of actually just noticing what's going on. So the next step too is check it. Check it is, what is the evidence for the thought? So we fact checking. Like, what's going on? Like, who put me in this mood? Or what put me in this mood? Or why I'm in this mood? Or how, who, whom, why, because? That's all of that fact checking. And you're actually thinking to yourself like, I'm in this mood because of, and here's another thing. What is the evidence against the thought? Understand that nobody can place you in a mood but you. You have control over what mood you be in. Yes, you do. We're going to learn that a little later, okay? And in that evidence against the thought, is it completely true? 
Or are you mad about something that happened years ago and that just triggered it? So it might be a trigger and you might not just be in a bad mood. It just might be a trigger that upset something that in the, in the past happened that you never got resolved. Wow, isn't that great? So what we talked about is catch it. Next, we talked about check it. And number three, we're talking about changing it. So changing it means what is a more truthful or more helpful thought? So say, for instance, somebody said, oh, I can't take you to the movies. We're actually getting upset because, number one, we actually prepared to go to the movies with this person. Number two, we actually bought tickets. Number three, we done took off our work and everything. So we're actually was geared to do this. So what is more truthful or more helpful thought? Oh, well, that person can't make it. Well, I can go by myself. And by me going by myself, I might meet someone else. Or guess what? I'll call my mom. I'll call my dad. I'll call my sister. I'll call my brother. I'll call someone else and maybe they'll go with me. Always be open to new changing things because the thing is, maybe it just wasn't meant for that person to go. Check it. Yes. So step one was catch it. Step two, check it. Step three, change it. I'm going to say that once again. That's step one, catch it. Step two, check it. And step three, change it. And understand that it's a process doing this. Because once you continue, continue do, doing this and ensuring that you're doing this correctly or do, by what you feel like is correct, guess what? It will become part of your process. So catch it, check it, and then change it. Because understand, Every day is a different day. No matter what day you're in, just like for those who do have children, for those who have grandparents and things like that, every day everyone is getting older. So every day, it is a different day. It might be a same day for you, but remember, the world is evolving. So if you choose to stop, guess what? The world continues to evolve. So we continue to Keep moving. We keep moving. So definitely when we're looking at defining you, we want to make sure that we are continuing every day to define ourselves and actually catch it, check it, and change it. Those things that you wrote down you don't want to be, like you want to decrease um, your alcohol intake, decrease it. Catch it, check it, change it. Say, for instance, you want to lose weight when you pick up that Snickers bar. Catch it, check it, change it. If you want to do different things, you want to exercise more when you're laying in the bed. Catch it, check it, change it. One of your changes, what's to be the better thought? At least let me get up and walk downstairs or walk outside. Get some fresh air. You can stretch for like 30 seconds. <sighs> and then just go back in the house. At least you got a good 
breath of air from the outside air instead of the circulation in the air or the air conditioning unit in which you have in your home. So the one thing is what we have to do is start defining ourselves and what works best for us and stop defining ourselves in a society, in a world, by our parents, by our grandparents, or people who surround us. Let's start digging a little deeper into who are we, start writing down some things that we don't want to be, and actually make some changes in which we can make sure that we are making changes that are positive. The thing is, we want to continue to, to decrease the negative, and we want to bring up the positive. So we want to take the positive on the rise, and then we want to take the negatives on the decrease, okay? So great. So moving on to self-discipline. How does self-discipline look to you? Well, going back to like we did with defining you, we want to look at practicing self-discipline. Practicing self-discipline is something that we continue to make sure that we want to do is, number one is, we as people forgot how to say no. I I remember when I was actually at my um, medical appointment with my physician. It was my yearly physical. And I actually told her, I said, um, do you mind if I ask you a question? She said, no. I was like, wow, that was easy for you to say no. I said, but do you always say no to people? Because I feel like you have like a, a yes attitude all the time. So, And then you're like stressed when you say yes all the time and you really meant no. But I said, you see how immediately you said no when I said, can I ask you, is that a problem if I ask you a question? And you said no. So how do we turn to make sure that we are saying no when it's available for us? Mm, Correct. So the thing is, practicing self-discipline is no. Can everybody say no? Just say no real loud. And it's okay to say no to yourself. And sometimes it's okay to say no to others. Stop trying to please everybody. Start pleasing yourself. Yourself needs to say a lot of yeses. And to other people, you can say a lot of no's. It's okay. Because the thing is, well, we still don't understand that out of every pleasure principle, we need to start pleasing ourselves. Self-priority is Judah's first priority. Self, self-help self is Judah's first priority. Self-health is Judah's first priority. So we need to understand that everything needs to start with self. I understand some of our listeners have children. Some of our listeners have spouses. Some of our listeners are single. But the thing is, we need to internalize self-discipline for ourselves and actually start teaching self-discipline to our children, too, as well, so we can start self-discipline ourselves. Prime example, life application. I have a godson, and my godson loves to stomp up the stairs when he gets emotionally overwhelmed with me. So I was like, Judah... Why does he continue to do that? And I really started thinking, I was like, why? 
And I continued to think. I said, well, you know what? Let me do this test on him. So I was like, um, hey. So I see that you continue to stomp up the stairs. So I want to know how you're feeling. He was like, well, well, you made me mad. I was like, wow. So describe mad for me. Well, my face get all frowned up and, 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 you know, I don't like what you said to me. I said, that is very interesting. I said, because you do know you have control over stepping, stomping up those steps. So you don't have to stomp up those steps because your face has frowned up. He was like, yeah, I don't. I was like, no, you really don't. I was like, you know, you can talk to me and say, hey, Judah, Godfather, like, you, you know, I didn't like what you said. And I was like, that's okay to say that. But understand that in that us having that communication is I'm teaching him how not to be emotionally overwhelmed by when I say something to him. So just go ahead and have that communication and talk to me. And that's teaching him self-discipline to not go up the stairs stomping because it's not doing anybody any good to stomp up the stairs but him. And in the long run, you're going to keep just stomping up the stairs when you have control over your communication and actually practicing self-discipline. So if I have to chastise you, guess what? You can already chastise yourself. So that's the part, the, the, the purpose for practicing self-discipline. So what we all want to do is show how we can end up every day with practicing self-discipline. Self-discipline is saying, no, it's just a, just a simple no. A simple no. And you don't have to practice self saying no. But guess what? If you're saying no, mean you mean no. So let's go back to defining you. And understand by catch it, check it, change it. Which was by Wenzel uh, in 2011. The catch it, check it, change it. You can put your self-discipline in and say, no, I'm not going to do it. Because changing it means that you're not going to do it. So, in that catch it, let's say that you want to actually do exercise. But you're laying in the bed all the time. You catch it. Oh, I feel so bad today. So, I don't want to go and exercise. Okay, what's your mood? I just don't feel like getting up. Okay, what's your mood? I just don't feel like getting up. So somebody has to get up and go take a shower, brush your teeth. You're catching it. I can do, I can go do something. Let me go downstairs or go down outside, um, get check the mailbox. Um Maybe walk the dog. Um, what's some other things that we do? Check the mailbox. Take the garbage out. 
make some coffee, make some tea. So always remember, one thing that I love to do, that Judah loves to do, is turn on music. Music starts my day sometime because it gives me that energy to get out of bed. It gives me that energy to keep moving. Um, one thing is I definitely love to do is just continue to move. Um, as long as I'm, because most of the time I have headphones on too as well. So I, I just love to listen to music, um, gospel music, R&B, just different type of music. But any music that has a good message to it, I love it. So knowing that if we're going to catch it, check it, and change it, we're going to be so good people together. So understanding this topic, defining you, we learned that we can put a 30-second, a one-minute, a three-minute, or a five-minute elevator speech. We want to definitely write down who we don't want to be. Or some changes that we want to create. So in those things, we want to make sure that we're actually increasing the positive and decreasing the negative things. And not saying everything you do is wrong, but understand that's your own responsibility to choose those things that are right or wrong. Nobody else's. So we're meeting you where you are. This is your opportunity to catch it check it, and then change it. We also learned is every day is a different day. Every day is a different day. Let's start learning it. Let's start removing those behavioral things that we learned. Let's start listening more to ourselves. Let's start being the person that we really want to be in life. And that is the best thing possible is being in your driven purpose. Your driven purpose is something that you were made to do. You were told to do this and it was already it was already out there even before you were born. So your driven purpose is there. You need to just tap into it. Right now I see my driven purpose. I'm actually talking in my driven purpose. Uh, my driven purpose being that this is what I'm supposed to do is actually start actually putting things into perspective and defining who I was and practicing self-discipline and actually showing people that it too can happen to them too as well. Some other things we talked about was weight. Weight was, why am I talking? Oh, why am I thinking? Those two things really are hand in hand. So if someone's talking to you and you're really not interested in it, you can think about, like, why am I talking or why am I thinking? Like, I really don't want to be here, so maybe I should um, go over and talk to John. Every, everybody doesn't need your conversation. And that's true. That's really true. Because some people just love to talk. Shh. Some people just love to talk. That's it. So, in summing everything up, make sure that we continue to do our homework. What is the homework? Our one minute, 30 second, three minute, 
or a five-minute elevator speech to define out who we are and what we want to be. And then we're defining us as a person. We're catching it. We're checking it. And we're changing it. And what are we checking? What are we catching, checking it, and changing? We're actually writing down those things we don't want to be. So when our mood changes, we're going to catch it, check it, and then change it. And then we're going to make some changes that we want to create too as well to make sure that we're actually on the right path. Because everything we don't want to do, we're just sometimes made to do some things. So let's continue to be in our driven purpose. That's one reason why we have this topic is defining you and practicing self-discipline. So we know as people that we do understand who we are and actually practicing self-discipline. Practicing self-discipline, also know you need to know how to say no. How to say no to self and how to say no to others. And say it with determination and conviction. It's okay to say no. No, I don't want to do it. I mean, people feel it's going to be hurt sometimes, but just no. You'll feel so much better. I love to say no. If if I can't do it, I just can't do it. But I have a valid reason most of the time because basically I just don't want to do it. (laughs) Yes. So (laughs) that's how I continue to, you know, be the great person I am, (laughs) Judah Bernard. Um. So I think that's the only harm I said. One thing is I want to leave us with is we want to continue to make sure that we're not getting by by fitting in. What are you saying, Judah? Fitting in meaning that we got to be in a social circle just to be a part of something. One thing I'm imploring everyone to do as you're listening to this is really think about your social circles you have now, especially in this pandemic that we're in. Look at the social circles in which um, everything that has come about um, in, in, in this moment time, because basically this has been happening since May, April, March, April, May. So we have to really, really realize who our friends are, who are our foes, who are our frenemies. Um, So let's start practicing defining ourselves and actually self-discipline. And once you start practicing that, guess what? You will see a lot of bananas get peeled. And what are you saying, Judah? That means everybody will start showing their true colors. And being true colors, that means is the banana will start peeling. (laughs) So I'm going to end with that. So if you really, really like this podcast, definitely hit the notifications. I'm excited. I'm on iHeartRadio. I'm on Apple iTunes. I'm on Podbean. Um, Go to www.therise.live. I am live there. Um, I'll be doing some live streams. I'll be doing some live feed on Podbean. Definitely go to Facebook, which is JudahBernard.35. Go to my Twitter, which is Creating Rise. And also go to my Instagram, which is The Rise Creating Your Voice. I'm looking forward to 
seeing you guys and listening to you guys again. So definitely we're going to have some more homework because we're going to have being the help to you. So your homework for September, the first Sunday, which is in September, which is September 6, 2020, that homework will be actually going to your parental figures and asking them if they have any health problems and the, and the ones who are living. And if you don't have living parental figures, go ask some aunts, brothers, sisters, or whatever. So you can find a basis of, you know, some things that you might be suffering from that you did not know that they had. One thing that Judah did um, was actually ask my dad and my mom, like, I need to know what's going on with you guys. Yeah, this is the time. I need to know. And not only um, health, but mental health too as well, because mental health runs rampant too. One thing is I want you guys to definitely go to www.therise.live. And if you are going through anything that is mental, understand that I am not a licensed psychologist or anything like that. But I do have a need help um, tab on my on, on my website. And I have all the 1-800 numbers to all of the mental health facilities and things like that too as well. That you can just press a button and get some information or just call somebody. Because basically, mental health is real. And I want to make sure that we are making sure that we are getting the necessary assistance that we need. And notice I said, not help, but assistance. Because when we practice assistance, that means you are in it too. So until the pen and paper, write again. And I'll listen to you later. So as I would always say, tell a friend, tell a foe, tell your spouse. Oh, heck, tell everyone. I'll see you real soon and maybe at a live feed or Facebook Live. This is Judah signing out. I am Judah Bernard, and I approve that message.